Welcome back to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. Today, I have the joy of talking with Jim Harrelson. Many of you know Jim. He is the Vice President for Operation Christmas Child, and he has been with the ministry since 1993, when he and his wife Grace went to Somalia to serve. He has been an instrumental part in the building of Operation Christmas Child, and his love for children and evangelism is truly inspiring. He just is brought to tears by the work that he does, and he loves what God has called him to do. And I just love the way that Scripture just comes out of his mouth often. We cover a lot of ground and and just hear a lot of stories and testimonies of what God has done through his obedience and his faithfulness to the ministry for so many years. You're going to love hearing from his heart today. So first of all, since we have never had you on officially, could you just— Introduce yourself and and maybe just share with the audience for people that don't know, most do, what led you to Samaritan's Purse? Wow, that's a that's a loaded. Big, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Jim Harrelson, mm-hmm. and I have the opportunity and privilege of uh, serving with an incredible team of men and women of God that the Lord has raised up, not only throughout Samaritan's Purse, but certainly the Operation Christmas Child Project. Um, what led led us to Samaritan's Purse? I had to go back probably to coming to faith at 26 mm-hmm. in uh, Washington, D.C., um, and then uh, uh, really uh, uh, t- taking—it took off when, when I met Grace. Mm. Um, my faith did. We met in 1985 um, <clears throat> in a famine refugee camp in uh, Darfur, mm-hmm. uh, Sudan. She was a nurse on staff taking care of uh, severely malnourished children, those who needed special feeding to save their lives. Um, at the time, we were both with the Africa Inland Mission. Um, after the camp, we, uh, we came home, we got married, and I went to seminary, and then went back to Sudan for a few years with AIM. But we were in between assignments um, back in South Carolina <clears throat> towards the end of 1992. Pictures were coming out of starving children in Somalia, and it just really grabbed both of our hearts. Uh, it reminded us a lot of Darfur. Um, and um, uh, we were calling Africa Inland Mission every week. <laughs> are you going to go? Are we going? Are we going? No plans. Well, Franklin was looking for folks uh, to go and set up this project um, in, in Somalia uh, for a Samaritan's Purse. And uh, it was a mobile medical project. <clears throat> so he called Africa Inland Mission, said, do you know of anybody <laughs> that would be uh, willing to go? And they said, please call the Harrelsons. So Franklin did call. It's at the end of uh, December uh, of uh, 1992. Um, I, I didn't know. Uh, Franklin didn't know much about him, didn't know much about Samaritan's Purse. Um, but he called, and, and uh, we went through, came through Boone for an interview and, and orientation um, with Franklin, Phyllis, and, of course, Kenny. And um, <clears throat> by the end of January, we were in Mogadishu for a year. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty pretty fast. But sitting out in Kenny's car uh, out in the parking lot here for a couple of hours, um, having my orientation, um, and he was downloading everything that he could think of regarding Somalia. But um, there's certainly a more extensive orientation these days for everybody. Mm-hmm. But we signed some papers and we were off. Mm-hmm. project lasted a year. We had to close down because of insecurity. Uh, but well over 44,000 Somalis were treated uh, medically. That was pretty cool. 
We came back to Boone. Uh, Grace was eight months pregnant and with Abby, uh, our Somali baby. And uh, uh, moving day, on moving day, March 22nd, Abby was born. Hmm. So that was our introduction to Boone. Um, and um, uh, we were planning to be in Boone for six months and then go back to Africa. And this, we're now 27 years later, mm-hmm. we're, we're still here. But uh, went to Rwanda for a few weeks in spring of 94, um, August, then had the opportunity to work with Todd Chastine, who uh, Franklin had brought on as the new uh, Sparrow's first legal counsel. But first he asked Todd to be the first director of Operation Christmas Child. Mm-hmm. So that was August of 1994. And um, uh, I was Todd's assistant, mm-hmm. which is great. I learned a lot setting up collection centers and, and the first official processing center that we set up in Huntsville, Alabama for uh, Operation Christmas Child. But after the season, uh, Todd became legal counsel for Samaritan's Purse, and I stayed on with, uh, with OCC. So, um, um, yeah, so that's kind of how we were introduced to Samaritan's Purse. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of the door of opportunity was there to kind of walk through it. Mm-hmm. But um, Grace is very adventurous as well, so I'm very grateful for for her and mm-hmm. uh, being my wife and and uh, gosh, we've experienced a lot together. So mm-hmm. a lot here. Gosh, there's so much, so much has gone on here. But can I share a couple of other things? Of course, you take it just, where you want it. There, there were really some some uh, major milestones at the very beginning of the project. Um, Franklin's vision uh, and directive uh, was for OCC to become evangelistic. Mm-hmm. And that was a key, a key directive, key move. And then we were able to add discipleship in 2000 with the Mailbox Club, and then developing the greatest, uh, uh, the greatest journey in 2010. Uh, always focusing on evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication it had huge impact. It's foundational vision um, for OCC to become evangelistic, uh, especially putting the nets down amongst the children, the children, the children, so open to hear and to respond in faith. But then in 1995, after spending a lot more than we were taking in for the project, the project costs, um, Samaritan's Purse was deciding, Franklin was deciding whether to continue or not. Mm-hmm. And um, Kenny Isaacs came alongside Franklin and uh, mentioned to Franklin that he felt very strong that there was something very, very special about Operation Christmas Child. And um, Franklin decided to push forward. We keep going. We keep going. And uh, that year, 1995, we uh, we grew to almost 350,000 shoebox gifts, and that was just the huge growth. I think it was like from 100,000 to 350,000 boxes. So that kind of showed us, um, again— the Lord used Franklin and the Lord used Kenny in a major way right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we we continue to press on to this day, uh, again, reaching children. Uh, children are special to Jesus. Um, like no other people group um, in the world today, they're so open to hear and respond in faith to the gospel and be discipled, and they don't have inhibition. They, they are truly, truly as Jesus asked for laborers to be sent forth into his harvest fields, they are truly taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. And um, so we keep going. But OCC took off in 1995, uh, been growing ever since. 
And certainly the Lord has provided some incredible men and women of God to come alongside this thing. Um, Randy Riddle uh, joined in, uh, I believe, 1995. And uh, soon thereafter, David Thompson and just a, a, a cast of incredible staff uh, all across the Mariners Purse, but certainly uh, including the Operation Christmas Child Project, committed volunteers and in the local church. It's been so important to everything as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so here we are. Um, gosh, uh, 20, 27, 28 years later, and um, um, the children are still open. Mm-hmm. So many have yet to hear. And, you know, I was just thinking about this driving down here this morning. I, we get to do this. It's just, mm-hmm. I cannot believe that we get to do this. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. It's incredible mm-hmm. to think we have this privilege, this opportunity mm-hmm. uh, to share the gospel. The Jesus has been very clear to us put the, where to put the nets down. Mm-hmm. The nets go down amongst the children. Mm-hmm. And um, we want to be faithful to that. But to share Jesus with them as he's prepared their hearts, to share his gospel, his love, his forgiveness. Um, and they, in, in faith, respond. And then we have the incredible opportunity and privilege of discipling them, mm-hmm. establishing them in their faith. Um, why is it important to pray? Why is it important to read the Word of God? Why is it important to meet with fellow believers? And then that, that third part, the evangelism, the discipleship, and the multiplication, to, uh, to purposely equip them um, to, to go and make disciples of others, mm-hmm. to share the gospel with their family and their friends. So that lesson 12, where they're writing down nine of the names of the family and friends that they're going to pray for uh, with the intention of sharing the gospel of Jesus with them. And that's their beginning. That's their beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. So they have their salvation. They have um, the Holy Spirit residing in them. They have the Word of God. They have prayer. And they have the gospel of Jesus to share. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Simple, powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. So I've heard it said that the best things in life are received and not earned. And yes. and hearing you share, I mean, that is that is totally your testimony and how you were led here. Mm-hmm. That is true of Operation Christmas Child. I mean, it wasn't sought out. Um, and we all know how it started, you know, with the cook starting it, asking Franklin to get involved. And then, you know, essentially Samaritan's Purse took over. But they weren't looking for it. You're right. And, and weren't mm-hmm. looking for this ministry. But God, it was, re- it was received. Yeah. And you were found faithful. And so, like you said, you were there in the early days when people didn't know where this was going, but right. you knew that God was in this and God was calling you. Um, can you talk to me about, because this was not what you were seeking to do. I mean, you. I think you and Grace wanted to be overseas. You, you're, you're I mean, and I love how you yeah. were called to be here because you were calling, you wanted to be there. So here you are okay. brought to Boone and it looks like it's you're going to stay here. And now you're going to do Operation Christmas Child, not something you had thought about. When did the Lord, I guess, show you this is where He wanted you? Was it on your first trip to Bosnia? Was it, where did the Lord show you, this is what I want you to do? Wow. Um, I'm grateful I have a good memory (laughs) because it has to go back so many years. Um, But but it really, um, I think the... uh, <laughs> the seed was planted in Darfur. Mm-hmm. Um, um, seeing my, my first person uh, pass away, mm-hmm. a twelve-year-old girl, and who died of pneumonia, and um, I remember her um, passing and just thinking that you know uh, I you know I didn't I didn't share Jesus with her. Mm-hmm. That was very difficult. 
because she had these little portions of the Quran, they would call them amulets, the uh, little leather pouches around the neck of portions of the Quran in, in there. Mm. And the other thing was uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, tasks that I had um, at the camp was to uh, um, designate an area for uh, for uh, the um, burials, mm. you know, cemetery, whatever. A lot of folks were passing away when we got there from famine. And I'd never forget the small ones, uh, just the small ones, the little ones. And all that they had was a little bowl, their feeding bowl. Mm. That's all they had. And that was the marker, a little feeding bowl with these tiny little graves. And I just thought, man, you know, so then come back to this. And it's like, you know, to have the opportunity and privilege of being able to take the gospel of Jesus, the only truth that matters, the only truth that matters. Nothing else matters in the end. You have the Son and you have life, as uh, John writes, or you have not the Son and you have not life. Mm -hmm. It is black and white, truly. And, you know, there is no gray area. But to have opportunity to um, to go back and, 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 and to um, uh, focus on children, uh, Jesus said, you know, and these are some verses that were very important at the very beginning. As we started out, um, uh, Revelation 7, 9, and 10, where John is painting a picture. He talks about, you know, uh, peoples from all tribes and tongues and nations, multitudes which no one could count, only God could count, from every tongue, tribe, and nation, around the throne of the Lamb, praising the Lamb, the center of the throne for their salvation. And, um, there, you know, that was one of the verses that, you know, there's still time, there's still opportunity. Let's add to that multitude. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord showed us very clearly from uh, Mark... Uh, 10, 13 through 16, where the um, disciples were trying to prevent the children from coming to Jesus. And it said that Jesus was indignant. He, he, was, he was angry. He, he said, you know, no, permit the children to come to me, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And then that picture of his gathering them to, to bless them, that just was a picture that we just so see everywhere, everywhere this project goes, Samaritan's Purse goes, everywhere Operation Christmas Child Project goes, gathering the children to Jesus, seeing children by the millions gathered to Jesus. Incredible. You know, he's preparing hearts. It is his love and his forgiveness that he shares mm -hmm. and, uh, and preparing the hearts of these children um, to hear and to respond in faith. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, wow, we get to do this. We mm -hmm. get to do this. But then we get to disciple them and to equip them to take the gospel forward. Mm -hmm. So we're creating this multiplication that's going to happen as the Holy Spirit leads them through the rest of their lives, wherever they go, you know. Uh, so uh, we, we have that, that opportunity and privilege. Um, and again, to see uh, not only millions being gathered to Jesus, but millions being sent out mm -hmm. in his name and in his strength and might and the power of his gospel going before them. Uh, I, I, you know, just, we just, let's do, want, let's do more. Mm -hmm. We just want to do more and more and more and more, um, you know. I think of the parable in Luke 15 of the um, lost sheep, and then when the shepherd lays everything down and goes for the one lost, mm -hmm. and then when the one lost is found, it says that there's great uh, celebration at the home, but then Jesus turns around and says, you know, when one sinner repents, all of heaven rejoices. Mm -hmm. So we think of the millions, but in the Lord's eyes, it's one heart, one, one soul, mm -hmm. one child at a time. Mm -hmm. This is why I love it, because God, God knew what he was going to have you you do. Yes. And he prepared you along the way. 
Um, and I know it is about sharing the gospel one-on-one, but that requires a partnership. Yeah. And I know now, or what are there, over 10 sending countries, correct? Yeah, 11 with the U.S., Okay, yes. how yes. many were in the beginning? Was it just the U.K. and the U.S.? What, what did the beginning uh, look like for send-off? It was the uh, U- U.S., U.K., and Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so because I feel like that is another beautiful piece of this yeah. is that yeah. you are bringing the gospel mm. to the end of the earth, but it requires a, an army, right? I mean, yes. and that mm. is the beauty. And I've loved watching the national leadership team and the, the teams all over the world. Yes. So, can you talk to me about the sending countries and the partnership that you have, and the way that you guys encourage each other in Christ? Because I think that it takes that too. Yeah, I think uh, unity in the body mm-hmm. is very important to the Lord. And from that comes, you know, comes the strength um, uh, of gospel proclamation, of disciple making. Um, but yes, we have opportunity and privilege to uh, work alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ in Canada, South Korea now, we've added this last year, mm-hmm. uh, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Austria, United Kingdom, Finland, Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but to see the body of Christ being raised up, mm-hmm. men and women of God, and answering the call of God upon their lives, whether to volunteer, generate boxes, pray. But then we had this incredible picture, Christy, of um, the body of Christ worldwide, globally, mm-hmm. the local church globally, being raised up and being uh, available to uh, uh, proclaim the gospel, to preach the gospel, like Romans 10. How will they... Mm-hmm. Uh, how will they believe if they've not heard? How will they hear if there's no preacher? Who who will go and be sent and preach to them? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're in the middle of. All of this from uh, Connect Volunteer uh, here <clears throat> to local churches here and all the sending countries to 130-plus countries uh, globally you know, uh, focused on on um, proclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. to children and making disciples, and that is that, and only that will be what's left. Mm-hmm. Nothing else will be left mm-hmm. from all of what we do. Mm-hmm. Certainly, for the mission of Samaritan's Purse as well, in Jesus' name, you know, um, the, uh, to think where the scope of the ministry that the Lord has provided Samaritan's Purse these days. Even in, in the beginning, but certainly uh, these days is is nothing short of just uh, just incredible. Mm-hmm. The ministry scope mm-hmm. that we have, mm-hmm. the field hospitals. Who would have known? Mm-hmm. I mean, Kenny was dreaming of that, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think he even said he saw the connection, strong connection, even in Somalia of, of mm-hmm. the medical with the gospel, mm-hmm. and to think of um, these field hospitals being operational in so many places. And gearing up to do more. I love that. Let's do more. Let's do more. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And Franklin said this last summer, <clears throat> in the midst of the pandemic, don't uh, don't back up. Mm-hmm. Keep going forward. You know, try to do as much of the traditional program as we can, and that's what we sought to do. But mm-hmm. keep going. Let's mm-hmm. go forward. Let's push this. Press on. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that because we don't know how much time and opportunity we have left. I mean, it's, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Franklin and, and uh, I think we're sharing this morning from what Sammy said. You know, the Lord could return. There's there's definitely uh, a sense of urgency mm-hmm. in all of what we're doing here at Samaritan's Purse, but certainly with the Operation Christmas Child Project, there's urgency. Mm-hmm. There's urgency, especially as we 
focus more and more on um, the unreached people groups, which we can talk about later, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. places uh, and peoples that you know that that, um, that that John is describing in Revelation seven, you know, peoples from all tongues, tribes, and nations. Um, but then Jesus says in Matthew twenty four fourteen that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all nations as a witness. Mm-hmm. Then the end will come. We're in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. We get to play a role. Can you believe it? Can you believe mm-hmm. it? We get to play a role. Mm-hmm. We get to participate in seeing mm-hmm. this come about. Scripture's being fulfilled. And um, so I'm not sure. There's just uh, this is urgency. There's great power in the gospel. Uh, uh, it, it is the uh, power of God into salvation to all who believe. There's great urgency. The fields are white today. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus says not for a month. Look at it today. And then the opportunity. Oh, man, the opportunity with children is, is unsurpassed. I mean— Children are prepared, um, you know, mm-hmm. children are prepared like no other to praise the Lord, mm-hmm. um, to be open and available, to uh, to hear the truth of his gospel, his love, his forgiveness, and to respond in faith and to be discipled and to go forth in his name, mm-hmm. you know, proclaiming the gospel to, to many others. So there's no inhibition with children, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah, lots of stories around that for sure. And I know, you know, Operation Christmas Child, you know, they do not manipulate. It's not like, accept the, bu- accept the gospel, you get a box. I mean, the verse, his loving kindness will lead to repentance is so true in this <clears throat> ministry because they are brought in a loving, sweet environment yeah. with, and I've watched the teams, you know, yeah. do their skits, share the gospel, um, but then they get a box no matter what, no matter what they decide with it. Right. But oftentimes God softens their heart and use a gift, That's uses right. a letter for someone to say, someone in America loves me, someone in England loves me and sent me this, they don't even know me, and that, the loving kindness of God working through yes. His people right. leads to repentance. And so um, I know you've talked a lot about discipleship because conversion, accepting Christ, is powerful. That is, we want to bring the gospel to the ends of earth, but we also want to disciple. And so talk to me about what, when and how the greatest journey came to be um, when did it come to be, and what was the initial intent? Um, because I know it is to multiply. It is to teach these kids firmly what they yeah. know and believe so that they can share it with others. Yeah, well, uh, Franklin challenged us. I guess it was 2009. If I could just go back, the, the I forgot to mention the point I was trying to make about the, the, the grave society, mm-hmm. this little girl passing, mm-hmm. was that I, I really wanted to to give life mm-hmm. and to make sure that, that we took advantage of any opportunity in the future to be able to faithfully share Christ with the lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know there's been many times where we've all passed up opportunities to share, whether it's on mm-hmm. a plane or whatever mm-hmm. else. But, you know, that was just a motivation way back when uh, uh, to, to be a kind of a life giver um, and, and to be uh, open, willing, and available to do that. But that just kind of seared it in my, my mind and my heart at the time, a long time ago. Um, the Greatest Journey, uh, Franklin uh, really challenged us in 2009. We'd been partnering with the Mailbox Club for probably 10 years. And uh, out of Valdosta, Georgia, and a disciple, I don't know, somewhere 10, 10 plus million children. But but Franklin uh, came alongside and he just said, you know, challenged us really um, to develop a discipleship program that was truly for children and that it uh, was uh, colorful, it was engaging um, for children. 
and um, uh, not not another program uh, to to be put onto children, to actually be created and developed for children, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different. But he 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 um, was stressing three main areas. He wanted to be evangelistic. He wanted to be a, a, a discipleship, and he wanted to be multiplication, what we call EDM. That's kind of like a, we always mm-hmm. focus on EDM and an Operation Christmas Child. Um, evangelistic, he wanted to make sure that we went back and explained the gospel again. Go back, be very clear about the gospel, and give these children another opportunity. And there's a little certificate, and in, in, I think it's in Lesson 5 or 6, where they pray to receive Christ and and, and write down their, their the name and the time and date. Then discipleship, again, teaching the children, kind of establishing them in their new faith, um, how to pray, why to pray, how to read God's Word, why to read God's Word, and then why to uh, fellowship with, with other believers. And then the third part, the multiplication, um, teaching the children how do they write their testimony, how do they share their testimony, and then uh, to be equipped um, to purposely share uh, Jesus and his gospel with initially with their family and their friends. Mm-hmm. And I think Franklin saw that if we could be faithful to that, then that's going to set in motion the Holy Spirit has that. Mm-hmm. We won't see this side of heaven, mm-hmm. what's going to result, kingdom impact that's going to come from that. Mm-hmm. But let's be faithful, present the gospel, disciple, and equip them to multiply. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. it simple, right? Mm-hmm. Simple as we can. And um, I think that was Franklin's vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's been set in motion is, uh, you know, I was trying to think of um, the uh, uh, almost 27 million children have been mm-hmm. enrolled. Wow. Uh, almost uh, 13 million have come to faith. And almost 14 million are actively uh, praying and sharing the gospel forward. Mm. Now, that's that's through 2020. And even in the midst of the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, almost over 1.6 million children came to faith last year, mm. even in the midst of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, and we got so many stories. It's just like incredible what the Lord has, has, mm-hmm. has done in and through all that. Mm-hmm. But right now, we have 9.1 million gospel opportunities being shared through these outreach events through the local churches, our ministry partners. And um, uh, we're praying for over four and a half million children being discipled right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to we wanna make sure that as much of the program going forward as possible is uh, really prioritized to go um, into the most um, hardest to get to, most spiritually oppressed places. Those people groups that have not had yet had opportunity to uh, to hear of Jesus' love and of his forgiveness, his gospel. And there are, it's hard to believe, but there are hundreds of people groups, and that is reality for them. Mm-hmm. But we now have time and opportunity mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. And um, the Lord has raised up his people to go. These gospel opportunities are part of that. Uh, certainly prayers are part of it. Uh, the gospel presentation is a part of it, and then the discipleship is part of that as well. Mm. Um, but we're seeing churches planted all over the place. That's mm-hmm. great. Again, mm-hmm. we won't know this side of heaven, you know, you know what's uh, what the impact has mm-hmm. been. We don't need to. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, we need to go and seek the lost. Mm-hmm. And I, don't know if there's some, I don't know if there's a most lost or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One's yeah. lost or not. Lost, 
if you're lost, you're lost. But um, there, there are those people groups where, um, for whatever reason, the Lord is giving us time and opportunity now to reach them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we want to be faithful to that. So we would hope and pray over the next, you know, two, three, four, five years that we mm-hmm. would be reaching hundreds of these groups mm-hmm. and see churches being planted as well. Mm-hmm. So. And I've heard it said that, you know, the mission of Samaritan's <clears throat> Purse, you know, is to take the gospel. Yeah. That's it. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But the vehicle is aid, shoeboxes, you know, all these different things that help meet a physical need to then share the the deepest, Absolutely. the need we all have. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, there's no more deserving or, you know, uh, you're either saved or you're not. You know, there's, but I love that this vehicle yeah. These boxes can go into closed countries. They can go into um, unreached people groups. So I love when you said 27 million children enrolled in the greatest journey. Yes, ma'am. So 27 million, but that doesn't even count parents, grandparents, oh. the communities, because I've, I've sat in on the greatest journey graduation, and one of them had a dozen parents that graduated. So they either followed along with their child. So that's not even counting the ripple effect of the community. So what just excites me is, yes, we wanna, we wanna meet the need of the children. Yeah. But by meeting the need of the children, these parents' hearts are changed. Because they, they, they see someone loved my child so much and provided crayons that I couldn't provide. Yeah. <clears throat> Who is this God that would send this? And so I guess I also want you to talk about, and I, we've talked to several pastors, um, you know, one that said, <clears throat> started building a church with no no people, you know, and someone asked him, why are you building this church? And he That's said, right. because after we deliver shoeboxes, people will grow. He's watched churches grow and be planted. They He's a church come. planner, and you, you mentioned that. Yeah. So, so what is, I guess, how has God humbled you and shown you His power by drawing people that, that weren't even here through this vehicle? I think as uh, Moses was talking to Joshua in Deuteronomy 31, 8, mm. he said, the, 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 the Lord goes before you. The Lord goes ahead of you. Mm. Um, he will never leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. The Lord is always going before us. In Ephesians 4, it talks about, you know, that um, these good works that the Lord has prepared beforehand. So to be um, in in that, to, to trust that, um, the the, uh, the local church is is the the vehicle, is the institution, is mm-hmm. the structure that the Lord is using. It's the you know the greatest volunteer force that we have worldwide is the local church. Whether it's sending or receiving, the local church, the Lord is preparing. I, I don't know whether you know you can get into end times or whatever. Is there great urgency? Yes. I'm not sure when the Lord is coming back. Uh, but we need to be faithful to reach as many as we can reach until he does come back. But he's uh, he's equipped the local church. He's raised up men and women of God in all kinds of situations to be available. Um, that we get introduced to, we come alongside, and we have opportunity to serve the Lord and present the gospel together in incredible ways. Um, I, I think about this pastor and his wife. We, we arrived in, in Honduras, and they fell to their knees. They were on the ground weeping. They were so excited mm. that they had this opportunity to reach uh, the the unreached, the uh, unsaved children and families in the neighborhood. Um, but you've seen being in Ecuador um, that um, uh, 
the parents that are all around, mm-hmm. the Lord is preparing hearts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we were in a distribution once, uh, an outreach event in the middle of nowhere in Ecuador. This is a few years ago. And there was a, a 12-year-old boy named Junior who'd come to faith through OCC. And the pastor had brought Junior so he could preach the gospel to this group of children. Fifty mm. children gathered underneath this grass thatch roof out in the middle of nowhere. And this this uh, this 80-year-old man is walking by, and he's listening to Junior preaching, 12-year-old boy. Mm. He's convicted. He comes underneath the shelter, and I'm sitting there watching them, kind of looking across the room, thatch roof room, and um, he starts weeping. This 80-year-old man is just weeping. And we, we went to him, and he was convicted. The Lord had he had heard the words of truth that Junior was speaking, and he was walking by, came in, was on under utter conviction, and he prayed to receive Christ right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. That is the Lord God in whom we mm-hmm. serve. Mm-hmm. And all manners, ways, shapes, sizes, any kind of life instance, mm-hmm. the Lord is working. Mm-hmm. The gospel is advancing. The gospel mm-hmm. is advancing. And many are being added to the church. Um, I'll never forget uh, being on the side of a hill in Lima, Peru, shanty town. I mean, this church was built on the side of the hill, dirt floor, wooden benches, tin roof. Pastor and his wife didn't have two nickels to rub together. And I'm sitting in the back of this church with the pastor. And in walks this little puppy, eight-year-old boy with his best friend, unsaved friend, Hmm. walking down to the middle of the church, going to be a part of this outreach event, right? And the pastor just starts bawling, crying. And he explains to us that he had shared with the children in the Sunday school to go and bring their unsaved friends. Hmm. And this is their unsaved friend coming, best friend coming to hear about Jesus. And that just was like, that that was everything to this pastor, everything to this pastor. Talk about the simplicity, the power, and the simplicity of the gospel. Um, it is simple. It is powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think that, uh, you know, as we're seeing all over the world and so many places, it's, it's, as you were saying, the ripple is like the brick thrown in the water. Mm-hmm. The ripples going out from that. We won't know, again, this side of heaven, what the true impact has been. But again, we want to be faithful. Mm-hmm. Um with uh, what the, the opportunities that the Lord is giving us um, and to be faithful to proclaim His gospel. His mm-hmm. love, His forgiveness is powerful and it's simple, it's profound, and nothing else can save. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing else can save. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Just to be faithful and to know that He's prepared the hearts to hear and to respond in faith. Mm-hmm. And you have all those multitudes being being added to you in Revelation 7, 9, and 10. Multitudes with every tongue, tribe, and nation. Mm-hmm. Adding more, adding more. One more lost sheep found. One more lost sheep found. Lord, add one more, one more, one more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and on we go. While we still have time and opportunity. Mm-hmm. But the local church, I mean, we've, uh, and the Hemba people, 2016 Unreached People Group in Namibia, um, uh, Pastor Razira, a Namibian church planner, had this, the Lord had given him this, this this vision, go and reach these people with my love and my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Go and reach these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, we get introduced to him. And uh, together, uh, we've been able to introduce uh, the gospel to the Hemba people. Um, 
the village chief gave a plot of land to build a church. Uh, they've gone through the discipleship as well. We've translated all the materials into Hemba. We've now put them on these MP3 players as well. I brought one with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the solar powered. Mm-hmm. They can hear because mm-hmm. they prefer to learn by hearing, mm-hmm. not by written word. Um, and now we have <clears throat> just updated last week. We have uh, t- ten villages have been reached, and uh, six churches have been started mm-hmm. amongst the Hemba. It's incredible. But it's the children they're taking the gospel mm-hmm. out. The children are mm-hmm. sharing with the adults. Mm-hmm. But there's there's so many instances where parents do come to faith. Parents do hear and listen. There's so many stories of parents tagging along and in secret listening to the mm-hmm. TTJ lessons being taught, mm-hmm. and they've come to faith. When we when we just when we ponder our own salvation, and when we ponder what the Lord Jesus um, has entrusted to us. Mm-hmm. And this opportunity that we have to share, to build up the local church and then to share and um, see other churches being being started is mm-hmm. uh, is an incredible blessing and, and uh, privilege. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we get to do this. Mm-hmm. We get to do this. <laughs> and whenever we get with the Connect volunteers or um, these folks that, that um, before the pandemic we were able to visit with around the world, um, you know, just to, just to encourage everybody just to remember— what the Lord has done for us and mm-hmm. what we have opportunity and privilege to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, powerful, very powerful. This is what I love. 30, almost 30 years of ministry, <clears throat> and it's like it's your first day. I mean, that's your passion, your enthusiasm. I mean, you have not grown weary from doing good. You are continually, and, yeah. and as you showed <clears throat> that device, I know the mission we talk, we've talked about it many times. The gospel, the mission, the focus has never changed. And, and the core, yes. but the tools, yeah. the tactics. I mean, they've they've changed and evolved over the years. And yeah. so you now have an app, the Greatest Journey, or, right. and you have some devices that you can give kids. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about the way God has maybe given you all wisdom, given you discernment on how to change with the culture. Again, not mold, and your your mission is still the same. Yeah, but you've allowed technology and things to change the way yeah. you do it. <clears throat> Well, obviously, the mission hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, children are being gathered to Jesus. Children are coming to faith in Jesus. Children are being discipled. Um, and children are taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Very very simple, mm-hmm. very simple. Um, uh, but, you know, we, we've been uh, getting with, with Randy Riddle and David Thompson and others. It's like, you know, over and over again, it's like— the Lord, we He gives us light, He gives us experience, and uh, we ask ourselves often, well, why weren't we doing this a month ago, five years ago, ten years ago? But just in the faithfulness of the Lord, we 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 have what we can handle, and then He gives us a little more mm-hmm. light, and then we have opportunity to develop like the greatest journey. We have the opportunity to develop the New Testament, the great greatest journey, New Testament. We have the opportunity. To uh, to translate the greatest journey into I don't know 60, 70 languages so far. Um, uh, the MP3 players, seventy percent of the world prefers orality mm. as far as their learning. They mm-hmm. they they're oral oral learners. So why shouldn't we have everything that we do uh, presented orally? 
Mm-hmm. So that's what we're we're doing with the uh, with the, the with the greatest journey we've created. I think we're in six or eight languages right mm-hmm. now, but we would hope to be in fifty mm-hmm. languages in the next uh, you know two or three years. It's incredible to for where, kids who can't read. I mean, because a lot of your yes, kids can't read yet. A lot can't read, mm-hmm. or they're very poor readers. Mm-hmm. So it's okay when you have the the um, the, the greatest journey teacher. Mm-hmm. Who's teaching from from the book, and they can they can go along and 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 you know do the workbook, but it's so much more effective uh, when, when they can um, uh, have the MP3 players mm-hmm. uh, uh, to 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 use to continue learning at home and to be able to share with mm-hmm. their friends and stuff. So, you know, my kids yeah. call it the podcast. They have we have one, yeah. and they they fight over it and love listening to it. Yeah. And they say, I just want to listen to the podcast, mom. And it is. Yeah. It's just a they can continually listen. That's right. If they didn't, they need to hear it again. It can just help saturate and That's right. just an, again another tool. Yeah, um, yeah. The app is another great mm-hmm. example too. I mean, that was Franklin's vision: um, engage children of this uh, of this generation. You know, mm-hmm. and so we have this app, and we're we're uh, figuring out ways that we can have more and more exposure and downloads for that app, but mm-hmm. um, tying it more into the greatest journey as well. The actual. We, as we uh, do the app in Spanish, can you imagine the the uh, the opportunity that that everybody in the Hispanic world now can use the printed lessons and have the the app as well? I mean, it's just like a, a incredible tag team, mm-hmm. greater, deeper engagement. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Operation Christmas Child has spread all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are team members that we'll never get to meet in person, um, mm-hmm. but now you're able to connect. So yeah, you'll see him one day in heaven. Well, yes, I meant here on earth. Um, That's right. But I am. I'm so excited for heaven to meet all these partners. Um, and yeah. I know because unity is so important. What speaking to that? What have you learned from partners around the world? I, I mean, obviously Jesus and the gospel is the same, but the circumstances are different, and the people that live in different parts of the world they probably see Jesus differently. That's why I love I love the gospels. You know, I love reading some of the same stories through four different perspectives. So how have you, I guess, seen God through all these different partners, and what have you learned from them? Oh, man. I mean, so many things, I'm sure. Their their humility, Mm -hmm. their commitment, their faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Um, They're willing to die Mm -hmm. for their faith. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Mm Uh, there's such a kind of living, walking examples. Of, I mean, there's probably so many. It's too yeah. hard for you because you know so many. But I think of like yeah. the pastor that had to <clears throat> drive hours, you know, to try to plant this church. You know, pastor some, Jose. Yes, and I'm sure there's <clears throat> hundreds just like him. But you're you're right. They are so dedicated, and they. I mean, we let a minor circumstance block us, you know. But they are passionate. They're but passionate. and then I'm sure there's people like him that go out and do that. They could be killed. Yes. How, I mean, how do they keep going? Some, some have. Mm-hmm. How do they keep going? They, um, it's like uh, the writer of Hebrews, um, you know, keep, uh, you know, not only we're running the race with endurance, but keeping mm-hmm. our eyes focused on Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the mm-hmm. cross, despising the shame, is seated at the right hand of the Father, so will not grow weary and lose hope. Mm-hmm. It's keeping, they keep their eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, there's great power in that. Mm-hmm. Don't go lower left. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, you know, with Moses and Joshua, uh, he's always going ahead of us. Mm-hmm. He will not leave us or forsake us. Do not fear, be dismayed. 
Um, we, we fight this battle in his strength and his might, this battle being fought in the heavenlies, as Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. Um, it's not against flesh and blood. It's against the powers of darkness and principalities being fought in the heavenlies. And uh, Yeah, uh, but we need to do so, you know, in his strength and in his might, not our own. So mm-hmm. they have a um, probably a, a purity of mission and a purity of commitment, um, fueled by humility um, and and focus that I, um, mm-hmm. that that sometimes we don't necessarily have in the West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, as I mentioned before, don't have two nickels to rub together. Mm-hmm. They're they're just full of joy, mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord, you know, and they're just full of joy, mm-hmm. and they're committed, and they are really willing to give their life for the mm-hmm. gospel. Mm-hmm. And that frees you up. I'm mm-hmm. sure it frees you up. It frees them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're takes not, away all they're, their distractions. They're not afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like David, First Samuel 17, running to meet Goliath. Mm-hmm. No, it says mm-hmm. running, but running quickly. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. want to run quickly mm-hmm. to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So coming alongside these brothers and sisters in Christ, these mm-hmm. pastors, these believers— it's like, you know, um, oh, to run into the battle with these men and women mm-hmm. of God. It's like, oh, wow, we get to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to do this. I just, you know, it just blows me away that that we have opportunity to come alongside these men and women of God as we do. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> to have some part in not only going over the top, going into the battle with them, to be, but to be a part of as the Lord desires and, and, and it gives us opportunity to serve alongside, to build them up to give them ministry tools that the Lord intends for them to have and to be right in the middle of that, mm-hmm. be it the boxes, be it prayer support here, be it the greatest journey, be it the greatest journey app, whatever whatever um, a tool we can provide. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to continue to be faithful to do that. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things we could be doing. And there are you know, a thousand things we could be doing, but mm-hmm. we want to do 10. We want to do the 10 very well mm-hmm. and keep our eyes focused on those 10 and do them well. Mm-hmm. And I know the uh, <clears throat> the team is uh, you know again uh, all across Samaritan's Purse is incredible. Mm-hmm. The scope of ministry that mm-hmm. we have opportunity to be a part of, um, all of it focusing on Jesus, His gospel. You know whether it's the cup of cold water or the open proclamation, the mm-hmm. Lord uses it all. Mm-hmm. And um, those are also things that we have to think about. You know, in planting churches or reaching unreached people groups. Um, you know, um, right now in South Asia, we have a, a strategically reaching 55 groups, even as we meet here right now, the gospel is being proclaimed to some of these mm-hmm. groups, some for the first time, children hearing about Jesus for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. We, I don't know. Can you just think about that mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. second? Mm-hmm. That we, we are part of that? Mm-hmm. The Samaritan's Purse is a part of that? Mm-hmm. It is incredible. And it, and it could be so easy to say, okay, we've done enough. Let's stop. But I, I love that one picture you showed us yeah. of the kids outside the walls. You know, there weren't enough boxes at that distribution. Right. And that is what mm-hmm. motivates your team to say, there yeah. are more. Yes. Um, and there's always going to be more. It's like, unfortunately, like whack-a-mole. You know, like we can never yes. share the gospel enough. And that's, that's right. why I, I just wanted to spend some time sharing your heart yeah. of the leadership uh, for people listening, people that pack. So how how can you encourage them to keep packing? You know, if, so I think some people think, oh, they have enough. I don't need to do it. You know, but every box matters. It is a gospel opportunity. Amen. A prayer is important mm-hmm. because we're fighting this battle. 
not in the flesh, mm-hmm, but spiritually. Mm-hmm. The spiritual warfare component is intense, mm-hmm. um, particularly for our brothers and sisters who are living in these circumstances and, and joyfully mm-hmm. but with the power of the gospel to share. Um, yeah, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, simple, powerful. But we keep, uh, you know, there are 7,000 unreached people groups right now, mm. probably— Three billion or more um, yet to reach. Mm-hmm. So that's why we want to create multipliers. Because mm-hmm. what we're setting forth are multipliers mm-hmm. who will go to those kids outside the gate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and share the gospel with them. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's not receiving the shoebox gift, it's mm-hmm. just hearing the truth of the gospel and having the opportunity to pray to receive Christ, mm-hmm. be redeemed, and have your whole trajectory of life changed forever. Mm-hmm. Think of that. Mm-hmm. Eternity is coming. Mm-hmm. Spiritual freedom. Freedom from the bondage of sin and death. Freedom. Mm-hmm. And we're, we have opportunity to share that mm-hmm. with the lost world. Um, wow. Blows me away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and, um, and they have the hope of heaven. Hope of heaven. Mm-hmm. There's so little hope in the world today. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we have the only hope that matters, the living mm-hmm. hope of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He is our living hope. Mm-hmm. And we get to share him. Mm-hmm. That's what he desires most of all. So mm-hmm. anyway. I love hearing the stories <clears throat> where God picks the box. You know, you just you just <clears throat> pick up a box off the, and it goes to the right kid. Um, can you share a story of he knew what that kid needed? Um, maybe we would have thought, oh, this is silly. They're not going to like that. Wow. Money well, of millions. I, I, I do. I'm just thinking of some pictures I was looking at last night. Pictures I haven't looked at in probably 15 years. Hmm. Um, this is going to sound a little odd, but um, there was this little boy. We were distributing boxes in South Africa in Soweto and um, to a, um, a home that was for children who were, who were born with AIDS. Hmm. And the families had discarded them or whatever. They were in this home, and these uh, beautiful uh, ladies taking care of these children. But there was little Arthur, and Arthur was in his crib, and Arthur couldn't use his arms and hands because of AIDS. He had, he had lost the use of his arms and hands. And I was able to unwrap a, um, a sucker in this box and put it in his mouth. Mm. And you would not believe the sheer delight mm. in that little boy's face just to have that 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 moment, you know, and that that's a that's not, you know, the stories that we hear of uh, um, uh, a lady from Ohio is uh, trying to remember what country she was in in Central America, um, and uh, she put in two two boxes for twin girls, same dress, same everything, in the box, and that box goes through the collection, goes through the processing, and it ends up side by side in a in a carton that mm. this woman opens and gives to twin girls mm. that are sitting there. That kind of stuff, mm-hmm. just like you cannot deny the existence mm-hmm. of God. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, wow, mm-hmm. incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other the other kind of story that comes to my mind is um, we were in uh, Macedonia and um, uh, at a, um, a, a, a institution— for children who were severely handicapped, 
physically and mentally handicapped. Mm -hmm. And um, after the distributions, we did it by the rooms. Um, you know, children that could, could they couldn't they. It was hard for them to talk, walk, everything you can imagine related to, uh, you know, um, children who were very uh, disabled. Um, they invited us, the, the director of this institution invited us into this little auditorium. We go into this auditorium and we're just surrounded by these children. And I have never experienced more joy in mm -hmm. my entire life mm -hmm. than those children. Mm -hmm who could not express themselves very well, could not walk, couldn't do physical things, but they were so full of joy. Jesus was there with us. Mm -hmm. Jesus was in the midst of, mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. They put on a little program from the front, um, uh, and we couldn't understand. You know, they could hardly move on the stage, mm -hmm. but it was like the, uh, the director told us that they had been practicing for several weeks just as a way to say thank you. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, uh, just the joy, the mm -hmm. joy that was there. I've never, never experienced more joy anywhere, mm -hmm. anywhere with anybody. Mm -hmm. But those two words, you know, thank you. I, again, I come back to mm -hmm. um, Bosnia, first trip, uh, little girl tugging, tugging on my shirt, bend down, and the sweetest little kiss on my cheek, and she says, thank you. Mm -hmm. And again, fast forward a few years to Columbia, TGJ graduation, giving the certificates and the Bibles out. This little girl tugging on my shoulder, shirt, I bend down, sweetest little kiss on my cheek. And she says, you know, thank you, thank you. And I sat there and I watched her walk away with her TGJ certificate in the New Testament, mm -hmm. thinking, she's thanking me. Mm -hmm. She's thanking me. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Mm -hmm. How? Mm -hmm. How can we be a part of something like this? Mm -hmm. She's thanking me, you know. Mm -hmm. Wow, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. It's like wow. Anyway, um, so that's probably um, the two words that we hear the most everywhere. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what language, what mm -hmm. geography, is thank you. And um, so we're just grateful to the Lord for giving us this opportunity mm -hmm. at this point in time in history uh, to share His gospel. Only the gospel can save mm -hmm. and to be able to fulfill scripture um, and gathering the children of Jesus and um, sharing the gospel with them and making disciples mm -hmm. and then uh, sending those children out into the harvest fields that are white mm -hmm. um, until the Lord comes back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're right in the middle of it. We keep going. Mm -hmm. Keep going. I want to keep going forward, you know, keep going. Mm -hmm. There's one more. Yeah. One more, one more. But there are a lot of a lot of stories, um, a lot of stories, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, I have to. I did get um, just to just to give you an example of what the, the, how the Lord is preparing little hearts. I got a, uh, a a note a couple weeks ago and a picture, and I have a picture I can share with you guys here. Um, they can't see it on the podcast. But this little girl is mm -hmm. from Solomon Islands, and she's part of the first graduating class of The Greatest Journey. Mm -hmm. But the pastor who was leading mm -hmm. the outreach mm -hmm. with the boxes, the outreach and the gospel presentation, was sharing with us that um, when he got to the point of with the big posters, which is Franklin's idea, have these big posters of the greatest gift booklet mm -hmm. with the gospels presented at the uh, distribution or what we call outreach events— 
when they got to the point of um, the cross, mm-hmm. he said that the children were weeping. Mm. I don't know. I've never been to a distribution where the children are not just just giddy and mm-hmm. excited and you can't get them to sit down <laughs> and all that. But he said that the, the children had heard about church, but they'd never understood fully what Jesus had done for them, mm-hmm. his love for them, and that they were weeping. And I thought, my goodness, the Lord is He's moving. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, preparing those hearts. Mm-hmm. And they were this little girl was part of the uh, part of that group and, mm-hmm. and uh, fifty children graduated mm-hmm. from the greatest journey. And there's great joy. I'm just saying that the Lord had convicted them. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point in time, when mm-hmm. they they saw the cross, they heard the cross, mm-hmm. and understood what Jesus had actually done for them. Mm-hmm. So that's very motivating for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's very motivating for all these pastors, you know, in all these difficult circumstances, or the mm-hmm. folks that the Lord is raising up to reach these unreached people groups, just to, to understand the the depth of Jesus's love for us, mm-hmm. that He mm-hmm. would come and He would die. Mm-hmm. And, but like Hebrews says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That joy mm-hmm. is knowing us. That joy is knowing all these boys and girls, mm-hmm. moms and dads, aunts and uncles and grandparents mm-hmm. who are coming to faith. Mm-hmm. We won't know this side of heaven for mm-hmm. sure. But we want to faithfully keep going, you know, keep going forward, mm-hmm. keep praying, keep uh, serving, coming alongside and serving these uh, the body of Christ worldwide. And um, see the just see the, uh, the powerful impact of the mm-hmm. gospel. Mm-hmm. So finally, to close, um, somebody's listening. Maybe they have packed boxes, but they say, I want to get more engaged. I want to get more involved. So can you give us a practical first step? How can we get involved? But then also, how can we be praying for this ministry? Wow. Well, do more boxes. Mm-hmm. Truly. Um, each box is truly, 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 truly a mm-hmm. gospel opportunity that box can have ripple impact um, on families, villages, regions mm-hmm. within Buddhism, within Hinduism, within Islam. Maybe need to take that out. I don't know. <laughs> but but just, you know, um, um, so m- more boxes, certainly more prayer, uh, because the um, uh, as we get closer to the Lord's return, mm-hmm. the greater the battle is going to be. Because mm-hmm. Satan knows that his time is limited and— um, the battlefield is certainly over over the hearts, minds, and souls of children for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they're the most open to hear and respond in faith. Children are, mm-hmm. and uh, the, our enemy knows that. So to pray, more boxes, and then to support the greatest journey mm-hmm. for six dollars, you can take a child through twelve lessons and set them on on a path that's going to have incredible impact on the kingdom. You're setting. Fourth, a multiplying entity, mm-hmm. multiplying, not just, oh, yeah, I'm discipled in my church. It's, it's outward. It's mm-hmm. forward. And uh, that's by design. So do more, mm-hmm. bo- pray, do more boxes, uh, do, do, do more support of the greatest journey. Six dollars mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. Six dollars a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just six dollars a child. Mm-hmm. We can get into the analogies of, of uh, uh, Starbucks and all mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But— Mm-hmm. Just think about you know six dollars a child uh, uh, discipling a child f- for their whole life. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and the impact that's going to mean on the on the kingdom. So when when you have you know uh, Paul writing in Romans, whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? 
Mm-hmm. How beautiful mm-hmm. the feet of those who bring the good news. Everyone listening is a sender. You all mm-hmm. are all beautiful feet. Mm-hmm. You all are the beautiful feet that Paul is writing about, mm-hmm. uh, providing an opportunity for, for, um, for the gospel to be proclaimed, to be heard, and to be responded to in faith. Mm-hmm. One child, one heart, one, one soul at a time. Mm-hmm. And um, a mom and dad. And aunt and uncle and grandparents and on mm-hmm. and on friends, family. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, the Lord desires for none to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Mm-hmm. Peter mm-hmm. writes, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, but the day of the Lord is coming like a thief in the night. We mm-hmm. know that too. Mm-hmm. So for everybody listening, there's great urgency. Yes, and there's great power. Yes, power in the gospel, but there's incredible urgency. Urgency of the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, we want to take advantage of whatever opportunity we have. Mm-hmm. Pray, more gospel opportunities, mm-hmm. more greatest journey, support, and um, always keep your eyes on the kingdom fruit, mm-hmm. what the Lord is doing in and through your faithfulness, mm-hmm. your commitment to love and to serve Jesus more and more. Um, what he's doing with that um, is impacting uh, impacting the kingdom uh, for eternity, and uh, we all get to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So be encouraged. Keep your eyes on the kingdom fruit always. You're faithfully serving and loving Jesus. What he's doing with that Mm -hmm. is ending up impacting the kingdom forever. Well, thank you so much. And finally, I don't know that a lot of people know this, but you here in the States, we can access The Greatest Journey as well. You can request for your church to have the material. So I think that's powerful. Mm -hmm. And that's something, you know, I've done casually with my kids, but we're going to officially do it this summer, you know, and I think, so if you're listening and you say, wow, I wish I could do that for my kids, you can. You can. You can. can. We don't give out boxes here in the States, but we will give that so that kids can go through the discipleship program, share with their friends here in the States. And what a great way to then pray for those who get the boxes because they know what they're studying. Amen. Thank you, Christy. Do you go on the website to access that? How do people? Yes, you can. And when we think about four and a half million boys and girls in 120 plus countries going through the greatest journey, mm-hmm. you can have opportunity to go through the greatest journey in exactly the same way that they are. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. You're it experiencing is. this discipleship program exactly like folks in Namibia or Mongolia mm-hmm. or uh, um, Brazil are going through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's incredible. I think that's really strong. Yeah. And uh, for a local church to, to come alongside and do that with their children in their church. Mm-hmm. Well, it could, could end up with a lot of multipliers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope that you were challenged and inspired as I was by hearing Jim's uh, recollections of what God's done over the years through his ministry, but also personally. And I know that I was just challenged and reminded of the importance of taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. And I love the way that Shoeboxes does that. And so I encourage you, you know, to be shopping and on the lookout for quality items to be building your boxes um, in the coming months. And I know we have a closet in the house that we just keep as I see things on sale, you know, especially the big quality items, you know, stock up on those things so that when we come to pack shoe boxes, we have an overabundance of quality items to put in because these shoe boxes truly are, as you know, gospel opportunities. And it's exciting to hear from Jim just the ways that they've been working and penetrating hearts all over the world. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your commitment to the ministry. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Mm